Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. On a draft day edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, I am merely Bo. He is an enormous B. He is the great Z. Draft day. Here we go. You ready? Oh yeah, let's go. Not a, I don't think there's gonna be a ton of excitement from the Browns, but it's gonna be fun to see what other teams in the league do, what other teams in our division do, and get to follow that. But uh, you know, I'm more. I'm getting ready for Friday night. Waiting all day for Friday night, but I'm excited for tonight. And, you know, we're going to get you all the good coverage here on, on Browns Daily. We're going to give you coverage on Browns Countdown at 7 o'clock tonight on News 5. And then we'll have radio all along the University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network tonight from 8 to midnight. So, yeah, I, I am excited. This is, it's one of those things you wait for a while. And for us, we're going to wait another day, most likely. But, yeah, this is a very exciting time. This is uh this is a I was thinking about this this morning from from a in terms of my youth and and all the way through college and and even to now the first round of the NFL draft I think as a sports day is a top five sports day for me totally. on the calendar as totally. a little kid I loved it uh, more than anything um, I grew up oddly a Bears fan and so this was always like the year where I would be like are they going to finally get this thing right. Will this finally get sorted out? And I've I've been in Ohio since 2007, yep. married a Cleveland girl. And so from 2006 on, I've been paying very close attention and obviously now very, very close attention to what we do. Um, but it, there is so much hope that rests and rides on it. And as a kid, I would I would I am set. the I am sat. That used to be noon. It would start at noon uh, Eastern, but it would be 10 o'clock mountain. That was a 10 o'clock mountain all day. It was notepad and pen. Oh, yeah. It was writing down the picks, like grading a young it. AB. Yeah, that's what you would do. Is that, that it was part of it. There, there is a joy to it, and I, I think it is a top five sports day on the calendar. And I'm into this tonight. It's not as much as if we were picking, or if there was, you know, some sort. This isn't the most glitzy, glamorous draft, but I'll still be into it tonight in a very, very big way. All right, I like this because I like that you said top five. So let's. What would be your top five? If you're throwing that in there, if you're going to off the, just a quick off the top of your head, top five sports days, Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. Uh, draft day. Yep. Um, the first full weekend of college football, the first full Saturday in college football. Okay. First full Saturday. I like that. Cause there's always, there's usually a marquee noon and a marquee at night. Yeah. That's got it. That, that weekend's pretty plus Labor Day weekend. It's just a, it's a win yeah. all the way around. Um, first day of the NCAA tournament. Okay. I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, so I've got, I, I'll throw a couple at you cause I have, I have mine masters. So I was gonna say the British open first day of British, you wake up and it's right on on TV and then yeah. you get to hear Peter Alice and mm-hmm. those sweet yep. sounds draft day, Super Bowl Sunday. I love championship Sunday. You get two usually Bangers back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For That's sure. a great one. That's a great one. First day of March Madness, always. Uh, and then WrestleMania. <laughs> That's two days now. 
Used to be just one. Just one. Used to be Back one. Back to the old days. Maybe just one for three just hours. One. That's yeah, what's just needed. The just the one. That's why you sort that thing out. Yeah, those are some of the good ones. I mean, I, I you're right. I love the I love the open. Um, I love the mat. The mat first day of the Masters is awesome. I always have great excitement and anticipation oh, yeah. for that. Um, yeah, it's hard for the first day of a golf tournament though. Even though that's like the it's you're excited because it is the first day, but really, really what you want is Sunday. the Sunday. But so much of that is, the, the, I guess what you like about first day of the golf tournament is is the unknown. And it started. The Sunday yeah. is only great if you were interested in the final who's pairing there? and yeah. who's in the mix. Yeah. Um, whereas getting it started is pretty good. It is, I mean, this is another thing that's interesting about this one, uh, this draft, is um, it's in Las Vegas. Okay? So this is something that as long as I've been covering the sport, and you're obviously an employee of the Browns, and you can speak to this directly, but this is something that this league, not, not just this league, sports leagues in general, stayed away from Vegas for our entire lives, most of our entire lives. It's only been in the last decade that so, yeah. they've opened it up. And um, with mixed results. With very mixed, very mixed results. Um, but it isn't lost on me the notion that this is being held in Las Vegas when if you think about – from a betting standpoint, like the you remember Alex Karras or uh, Paul Horning and the big betting scandals that happened a long time ago, and you're banned for life, you're done. Uh, now, all yeah. of a sudden, it took forever. Professional sports in Las Vegas was UNLV basketball. That was professional sports. You know, that was it. Whereas now, the the Golden Knights are in there first with sure. the NHL, and now the, now the Raiders are in there. You've had NHL All-Star Game. You've had NBA All-Star Games. Like, nobody went to Vegas for fear of this. Oh, now yeah. We, now you're all in. And by the way, watching winning time, UNLV was professional sports. Yes. <laughs> sure was. Yeah, sure it felt really like was. it. Yeah. Um, but, right, they didn't. And no. you'd get an All-Star Game. What was the NBA All-Star Game? When was that? And that had some. They've done it a couple of times. And, yes, very mixed. Very mixed results. Yeah. In terms of, of what would happen there. And I was talking to some guys this morning uh, who had played in the in the league and a buddy of mine who played for the Cowboys who said, look, like Jerry said, look, I don't even want you guys going there. Not in the offseason, not in the season. Just stay away. Find your find your fun elsewhere. Sit in the city. Was the rule. Stay <laughs> yeah. out of it. It's nothing but trouble. So Stay out of our beach community, right. Lebowski. <laughs> but now and now that's how far we've come in a very short time to where the NFL now has six betting partners and and away you go. And yeah. and so that's the reality of, of how it's evolved. But it is it's not lost on me the fact that this that this is happening here where you can, by the way, get a line on who's gonna be picked first or who's the first quarterback or first corner or whatever. Like those things can all happen oh, yeah. in real time. Oh yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And that's that adds a whole new layer of it, right? To what makes the draft kind of fun because it's now become and acceptedly so. Yeah. Another th great thing to gamble on for those oh, who for can. sure. Not yeah. NFL team employees. No, no. No, but, but what's those... stopping – what's stop, well, not these guys because they're NFL employees, yeah. but what's stopping Schefter from going, hey, I know who's going one. They limit the pro the sizes of those props for a reason. Just like, yeah. for example, you can bet on the WWE outcomes. There are really? plenty of people who know the outcomes to those oh, matches. Oh, I didn't know that. But they limit the size of the weight oh, that you okay. can put on it. You and again, I mean? I'm not feeling sorry for them. They're doing quite well in the desert. But yeah, when you walk around those places, it seems like eh, things are going pretty well for whoever decided to build this. It seems like they're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we've come a long ways. We've come a long way with it. And they'll do a great job with it. Um, it'll, be, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I will have it on. I won't be watching it as closely as I, I would have been if, if we had a one or if there were some other quarterbacks involved. But um, I will definitely have my eye on it tonight.
Yeah, and, and look, there is starting to become, from a Brown standpoint, what, do, what are you looking at, right? Does Carolina take a quarterback at six? That's one of the things you're going to be watching. What happens, obviously, with Pittsburgh at quarterback? Does somebody make the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, make a big run at a Lamar Jackson? Do we hear anything like that? Like, oh, you know what, Kyler's actually, actually, nope, I want out now. Mm-hmm. Or anything of those that nature. That's kind of what you're paying attention to tonight. And, you know, there is a pretty good, at least, I've started to hear more rumblings of this lately. I don't know if you have, but that the best quarterback available in this draft or in the league right now is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And so maybe as we get here and it comes, push comes to shove time that somebody says, okay, we're ready to make that move. And I, I think there is, a, there is a, a belief that something like that could happen this weekend. So that, from a Brown standpoint, is something certainly you're going to be paying attention to. I'm interested in three things. That that's certainly among the three. Yeah. The others I would say are who would have been there at 13. Not that you have buyers or more. You got a top five quarterback in the league. But I, but in terms of who the receivers would have been, because we spent so much time. Sure. We had done the homework. We can document. We say note noted. Noted. That was that's how that would have went. Noted. You don't take any of it back. You're thrilled with where you are. But I'm always curious to that because yeah. we spent two months. On receivers at thirteen, yeah, that's right. and then it was then, and now we don't. Let's so I'm curious of that. I'm curious where the Buckeye receivers, two, Buckeye receiver goes, uh, Alave and Wilson. Where do those two guys go? I've got vested interest in those two guys. I've watched them play a lot. I'm curious about a run on wide receiver and defensive end because that might affect us at 44. So that'll be something I'm interested in. And then trades with yeah. all of these teams having all these picks, d- is a Debo Samuel deal done? Sure, something like that consummated. Like those will be the things that you'll have an eye on tonight. Yeah. Listen, if anybody gets buyer's remorse about one of these receivers, go put on Deshaun Watson highlights, and I think you'll feel a lot better no, I don't think about that. Um, I hope I was clear that I don't. I know you don't. Yeah, I just want to, you know. <laughs> but no, we spent so much time on it, no you know. Doubt. Like we were, yeah, because we were how it so plays in out. Yeah, right. to what that's what we would do Should if we were Wilson? there at 13. Should it be Burke? Should it be right. London? Right. Should it be right. Lave? Should it be Jamison Williams, who seems to be shooting up the boards? Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be fun to see how it goes on. I fear... For those people who are really, really focused on the Browns getting a wide receiver at 44, it just feels like the guys that they would be excited to take at 44 aren't likely to be there. Yeah, could be. That's why I say watch the run. Watch the run. Now, here's something I'm going to throw out there. And again, this is based off of nothing. These are not scores. This is literally me talking out loud. Amongst friends. Amongst friends. Well, we are on the radio. If we weren't talking, it'd be rather boring. It's fine. Nobody's listening. I don't believe that. If, let's just say, if, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not even possible, but let's say the Jets trade and they do get Debo Samuel. Yeah. I don't know that he would be available, but I certainly would call and say, hey, if you get a 44 in this year's draft for Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. I'd be curious. I don't know if they'd listen to that, Yeah, but I would explore that. My feeling is at receiver at 44, which I think would be ultimately the dream scenario. I just it's it's getting hard to figure out who would be there that they would like. So I could see the Browns moving either up in the second to go get said receiver, or probably what's going to be ultimately more likely is maybe moving down in the second, trying to pick up maybe a third in next year's draft mm-hmm. that you traded to the Houston Texans, try to pick that up and get yourself back to you know looking good for next year and still get somebody in the second round that you're very excited about. How many times has Andrew Barry picked his pick? In the second round? Yeah. Never. Huh. Hmm. 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 We moved back and got Grant Delpit along with Nick Harris. That one made me so nervous. 
So nerve-wracking. Oh, man. So nerve-wracking. The move back. And then we moved up, obviously, and got Jeremiah Wusukor. And the joy of getting, of moving up to get JOK was equally but, as fun. And the patience, though, right? Like, Oh, God. It was tough. If you were that yeah. pumped about it, we still got him, I think, at 52. Yeah. It, that was painful. Like, it's not like that's. No. Uh-uh. You just keep hoping the name wouldn't be that. Yeah. As uh, it went. Yeah. Okay. All right. Phew. Yeah. It's like one of those situations where you just like look away and you're like, all right, tell me if I can turn around. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's where where it kind of is. Is uh, it's it's an all time day. There's still a lot of intrigue with this. There's a lot of things to monitor. Um, monitor Carolina. Monitor Seattle. Monitor. I'm curious what Pittsburgh's doing at 20. Oh, very. I mean, that's in terms of not directly impacting us uh, in terms of our roster, but impacting the future of the division. Does Pittsburgh think at 20 that do they take a swing at a quarterback yeah. or do they sit this out and they say, we'll go Trubisky and Rudolph and we'll see on down the line. It feels like they're taking a quarterback. It does, but they're not an organization that forces it. No, but I, I think that they're, if, if you again, these are the late rumors, right? They, they, they prefer Pickett to Willis. Does that happen? Does that, is that actually what they think? I don't know, but. It's almost like though, at this point, it's such liars poker right now. Totally. Like it could all just be the opposite. Right, but also you sometimes know. in a game of liar's poker, telling the truth when it's perceived as a lie is actually the safest way to tell the truth. So why would I ever put it drink out of the glass in front of me? I can't. You but can't. knowing that, I also can't drink from the cup in front of you. <laughs> so here we are. Here's what I wish. I wish that that – I wish there was more of that in that film. That film's so great. Oh, I just incredible. wish that went further because once Wesley gets – done in and captured that's a longer stretch than you remember on initial watch like the pursuit the wesley pursuit was great the giant yeah all of that mandy patinkin that whole thing and then and then the little guy with the wine i mean that's fazzini Fazzini, that is such a all that's great but then the next bit is a long stretch and then he's with the rodents of unusual size r-o-u-s's quicksand all that yeah but you're right well the torture part is to believe Right. Yeah, he's saying true love to believe. <laughs> yeah, that that it is it is tough. But then you get Robin great... Wright uh, as a child was what a princess ought to look like. Oh yeah, and Andre the Giant's delivery of the line, "Oh, hello, lady," all time just killed it. <laughs> just it. like an absolute perfect perfection. Yeah, yeah, very very good. I don't know how we got to that, but I do a oh I know, we did. the liars poker. That's, that's how right. we got there. Uh, it's a CBD mailbag day. Tweet us your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Uh, too bad it's not simply at Gibbe. Use the Ask CBD hashtag. We'll get to as many as we can. We'll do, we're going to do that in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, that's happening. So you have that to look forward to, which is nice. Go ahead. Can I ask a question coming ask up next? We're going to do like. a, we're going to do a final look at some mocks. Yeah, knowing that, knowing that, a quarter of the teams. Yeah controls half of the picks and mm-hmm. that a quarter of the teams aren't picking in the first round. Rest That's right. Of the quarter. Like, don't you think everybody should be doing a two round mock at a minimum? Because you're basically like, why would you eliminate half of a quarter of your audience Correct. by only doing a one round mock? What you just articulated is what I was saying earlier this week, where I think this will be one of the lowest rated drafts. You're elim- tonight. You're eliminating half a third of your audience. Tomorrow might be, Tomorrow might be Tomorrow higher be than usual, yeah. And tonight might be lower than. This usual. will be lower because no quarterbacks and a quarter of the team is a quarter of the league isn't picking. Yeah. So that's that's what's going to do it. In the meantime, you have a, oh, a Scarlett Enoch. Saunter. Enoch, come on, that adds so much to his overall portfolio. Enoch, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. 
It's a bit of it's an up speed saunter right well, now. Well, luminaries, luminaries are, are here, so that's yeah. the way that that thing goes. It's, it's like all you need is a stopwatch on Enoch to know if the luminaries are in the building. You don't need to see like the the puff no, of smoke. No, 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 you no, no. know. Yeah. Get a stopwatch on the guy. Yeah. Be sure to catch all the action of the 2022 NFL Draft tonight starting at 8 on the Browns Draft Show presented by Bud Light. Join Ken Z. Gerard pick-by-pick coverage, round one, University Hospitals, Cleveland Browns Radio Network. We'll go over the final mocks from all of the luminaries in this field coming up next. You've got your mailbag to look forward to, which is nice. Amari Cooper on the program today. You have that to look forward to, which is very, very nice. We're off and running here. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling, secret methods, picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at keepitfunohio.com. Final mocks are in the books. Kuiper, McShay, Jeremiah. Here's what I would say. You know what today is for me? This is an appreciation for Mel Kuiper Jr. Jr. Mel Kuiper Jr. created an industry by himself. One man industry. It's like Steve Jobs in a way. (laughs) I don't know. There aren't many other people that I can think of who single-handedly like, if he would have sucked at this, I don't know what would have come of it. Like, in some way, Mel Kuyper Jr. could say, I am entitled to 10% yes. of every dollar that is ever made by any entity on the NFL draft. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with it. I think it's Thank that. You. He's my guy. Like, that's what oh. I'll watch tonight, wherever he is. No doubt. I don't even know who else is on the, that show with him. Uh, but it was him and Boomer forever. Then Boom lost his fastball. Kuiper still has his. He's still throwing a thousand. Oh. Um, and this is his one thing, and it's his, and he created an industry. Totally, it's remarkable. It's not even a cottage industry. He's created no, a, a man massive industry. Created, yeah, Think like, of all of the people that we have on who do mock drafts. He created the mock draft. The big board. Okay, there are just at ESPN alone. Kuiper McShay. Jordan Reed, who's there now, yeah. great friend of the program. Matt Miller, Matt Miller. they brought in. Yep. Then CBS has their own guys. You've got Daniel Jeremiah. Mike Mayock parlayed being a draft expert into being the general manager <laughs> right. of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a big deal. Not to mention, I mean, there's so many guys. Josh Norris is out there doing it and predicting drafts at an unbelievable clip. It's, it's wild. Walter Football, we have the guy. He's had yeah. the most accurate mock forever. No, it is. He's done it. It's it's un, it's really there's a hundred really incredible. And I the only thing I saw this morning, his only tweet was uh, it was like the best way to start the day, and it was a giant pumpkin pie, which I hate pumpkin pie with um with whipped cream and a big glass of milk. That was his morning breakfast. Best way to start the day. Yeah, I think it's several I, better. I disagree. Couldn't disagree best more. Is very absolute. Yeah, that's not it. No, that ain't it. Uh, he's got two quarterbacks going in his. He's got Pickett at 19. He's got Willis to the Steelers at 20, 19 uh, to the Saints for uh, for Mel. And Gibby just can't help himself. 
it, what, it actually says Willis to the squealers at 20. Like he is, oh, yeah. He is incapable. Pitts puke and squealers. Can't write. Cannot write Pittsburgh He's or incapable. Steelers. Yeah. It's Pitts puke and it's squealers always. Um, Which is good. It's actually good fun. It is good fun. He's got seven wide receivers off the board. Garrett Wilson, the first one off to the Falcons at eight. Seven offensive linemen and six edge rushers uh, for Mel Kuyper Jr. Yeah, I mean, you go through these things, and again, I would wish this was a two round so I could start to get excited and see what he projects to us. But, you know, when you talk about that run on wide receivers, and so with his, his he has seven of them going off the board. So those seven, you mentioned already Wilson. He's got Gar- Drake London 10, Chris Olave 11. As you go through, Jamison Williams 15 to Philly, so that's four. Then he's, he's going to Olave like 16, I think. No, Olave's early. Olave's third. Olave, he's got to Washington at 11. This Mel is Kiper. Mel's? Yeah. Okay, I was looking at McShay's this morning that had Olave a little Yeah, so he's got Wilson eight, Olave 11, um, Drake London 10. So that's okay. the first three. Then you got Jamison Williams four, to, goes 15. See, the end of this first round, this is where you would maybe have a chance to get one of these guys. Here's the Dotson. I mean, he is John going Dotson, yeah. in the first round in all of these. He goes 26. That's your fifth. Christian Watson, we talked about him. So that's six. And then Sky Moore is seven. So who does, does not go in the first round of this mock for Mel, despite seven receivers going, is Traylon Burks. It does seem like he's falling on a lot of these. It does feel like he's he's losing a little juice. Which is incredible because the guy hasn't played any football. No, he's done nothing. Done nothing. Now, like, for example, Pickens has had some more off-the-field stuff going on of late. That affects it. We heard that word from Dane Brugler, but so he's not there. But if Sky Moore and if Dotson and if Watson are all gone by the end of the first round, you've got Burks as the last receiver left. Yep. Really? Because I don't think Pickens, it feels like anyway, somebody's going to stop the slide at some point with Pickens. Yep. But it doesn't feel like that's going to be us in the second round. No, agreed. So then it, it becomes like- who's going to be there at 44. Yeah, that you're pumped about unless there's somebody that other people that's the thing with this draft in particular they say it's wide open because there's a consensus around the league on who maybe the 15 best prospects are but then there it diverges very quickly and so the back half of the first round could be very interesting uh and i don't see if kuiper had logan hall for example logan hall's a guy that dane had mocked us and then now a lot of people think he's going to go in the first rounds he does not have him go there but a lot of people he does have Karloftis going 31st, though, to Cincinnati, which would give them Trey Hendrickson on one side and Karloftis on the other. Well, Sammy Hubbard's nothing to, to sneeze to at, sneeze at sneeze it, as the other D-end either. No. Yeah, they have all, so they, have, they would have all those guys. Yeah, that would be a full day. Uh, McShay has the first wide receiver at number 10. He has it being Garrett Wilson as well on a trade with the Jets. Um, so they must trade with he must have him trading with Washington or whatever to get to get ten with Wilson at ten. He's got the two quarterbacks as well. He's got Willis at twenty to the Steelers. Pick at thirty-two to the Lions is the way that McShay sees this thing going. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, five of the first six picks are either edge or offensive tackle. The wide receiver run he has it pretty quickly. He has Garrett Wilson seven to the Giants, Jamison Williams eight to the Falcons, London nine to the Jets. He, too, has the two pick, two uh, quarterbacks. He's got Pickett, though, going to Pittsburgh at 20, and Willis at 32 uh, to the Lions in that draft. Yeah, so there's a, there's not consensus. Again, we talked about those two names, Pickett and Willis, to the uh, Steelers. It feels like nobody believes that Carolina's taking a quarterback. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like that <laughs> at all at this juncture. You mentioned those receivers going again, and, and I'm, I'm going through McShay's right now. So you said Wilson was the first one at 10. Drake Lennon goes 11 
uh, in terms of the wide receivers. Jamison Williamson, Williams, 15 to the Eagles again. Alave, 16. This is the one you were looking at earlier to New yeah. Orleans. Uh, and then you go through Traylon Burks goes 22 to the Green Bay Packers. Dotson, 23 to Penn State. So now we're at six. Pickens, 30 to Kansas City. Interesting. So still seven again there. But in this one, no Watson, no Sky Moore. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody look, knows for point sure. Point is, all over the map, yeah. the fact of the matter is, tons of wide receivers are going to go in the first round. Where we see these quarterbacks go, that's going to be a fascinating thing to keep our eye on as well. That's it. That's where you, that's where your attention will be uh, as, as this thing starts to shake out tonight. I'm, I'm jacked for it. I think there's a lot of intrigue to it. Not what you're normally used to, but still, on a Thursday night, I'm sold. I'm in. So, yeah! Do you, uh, do you like... I do like that they do Thursday, Friday. Um, as a kid, I certainly like the all-day Saturday and knock it out, but it certainly jumps. The, the the Friday night feels like a second first round. Yeah, Friday night's big. Friday yeah. night's big. Feels really big. Yeah, yeah huge. They, they, that was smart the way they did it. I that. agree with that. Browns fan Sugardale is sponsoring a grand opening event at two new Meyer stores. Visit the Canton store on Friday, May 6th, the Brunswick store on Friday, May 13th, for samples and giveaways, special appearances by Browns alumni and chops. For store locations and more details, visit sugardale.com slash events. We hit the mailbag coming up next. Amari Cooper going to be joining us at uh, the top of the hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams. They can do it for you in about a day. I'll ask you the question, why not transform that current bathroom of yours into a custom bath? Make it feel like a spa. The Bath Authority can do it for you. And they can do it for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert, factory-trained installers. They are trained. They are ready. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. They can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Superior products with expert installers is always going to be a win for you, the customer. Give them a call now at 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Again, 216-220-8399. 500 bucks off right now your next custom bath or shower remodel time for a little mailbag thursday hello gibbe gentlemen happy draft day where do you where do you grade that movie give it draft day it's a nice little watch i I don't like here's what i'm gonna i'm curious i'm okay with miss k's in it come on oscar miss k's in it oh yeah i don't think i've ever seen it start to finish it's got a cameo and so I, when it used to be on, I would pop in and I would see it, parts of it. But I don't think I've ever seen it start to finish. Here's the, here's the thing I, I was curious about when they made it. Um, and I remain curious about for it now. Who was the intended audience? Football fans. Okay. Correct. So if that Thank is... Okay, well, hold on. So here's the follow-up. If that's the intended audience, then you've got to get the little things right. Sure. Okay. So, for example... Yellowstone, which we all enjoy. Look, here's a little secret. Montana in 2022 is not Deadwood, South Dakota in 1887. Okay, there's not that much murder and mayhem. But no, they we, get I believe there are 20, 20 murders in the entire, entire year. year as opposed to 20 on the Dutton Ranch <laughs> on a Tuesday. Right. But they get all the little things right. Correct. 
The cities are right. The locations are right. The license plates on the cars are right. The stuff that has to be right is right. And that's the thing with draft day that I, you know, they missed. They got a lot of the little things wrong. Well, and I think part of that is what they would say is, yes, it's for football fans, but it's for them. They're trying to get football fans and their families involved and everybody. And so I think that they were they sensationalized, unfortunately, were things that were really critical. Yeah. Like nobody's going to actually go up and look and say, oh, there are only two dozen murders in the entire year in Montana. Yeah. Not just, as you said, on a random road, an intersection, a random intersection right. one day when the militia and, and the yeah. Duttons get after it. have enough, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, and just blowing up parts of major cities. Right. No, no big, big deal. deal. Yeah. It's fine. On to the next. This they botched just like how a draft negotiation would get and what's actually reasonable draft compensation. Well, even as egregious. even like with, with uh, when they had Mac playing at Ohio State and they have him given the ball. And they have, like, the green railing. Like, the shoe's pretty recognizable. That's right. Like, that would be one. The intended audience, the first audience, if you're doing, like, a, a brush, you know, branching out the audience, the first audience would be Browns fans, NFL fans, yes. Browns fans. So that's Buckeye. They would all Ohio. know all of that. Right. Ohio. Get, the, get that stuff right. Sure. You know, that was that's the issue. I I remember when he came into town, uh, where they when they came to film, Riz and Aaron were doing the beginning, the opening scene. You know, when yeah. he's driving and he's listening. Uh, the ac- they actually filmed in in the ESPN 850 studio. I was the PD at the time. Yep. We had a window. Like, they had to be out at 6 o'clock. Like, I had another show. I don't remember what it was, but they had like four or five hours. There must have been 50 people in this studio. Like, like they turned the everything was pitch black. They brought in movie lights. They had to, <laughs> they literally had to change the entire set. It was great. It, it was pretty awesome. I got to meet Ivan Reitman. Nice. <laughs> like, but it became five forty-five, and I almost had to walk in and go. That's a wrap today, kids. Let's go, boys. We got to go. We got a show. Jeez. Not that I would have had any pull whatsoever. By the no, way, but that, that would have been ever. Ever that would have been the greatest cage rattle. I was going to say, that's cage that, rattle. Yeah, set, we were, we were getting nervous, and like we were going through, Silently okay, nervous. are we going to have to set up another studio? <laughs> right. Because we're not quite sure what's going we're on. We're ready and, for that. But it, it was pretty remarkable to see how they did it. And I mean, Both? it was. I could see Gibbe just uh, the amount pacing, of gear. Yeah, be, right. Is there, is there a problem? No. No problem. Shoot <laughs> sure your thing. Both Costner, Yellowstone and Draft Day. Costner and both. Fronted both. There you go. All right. Little, little mailbag, gentlemen. Let's do it. We're doing oh, it a little early. Yeah, man. That's because Mr. Albright will join us at 2.30. Oh. I'm sure he's got some tasty nuggets. Some nuggets for some the kids. Nuggets for the kids, yes. Uh, so we had to move a few things around today, but we'll gladly do that anytime. Uh, Zach tweets at the show, as most of you can. At Browns underscore daily, using the hashtag AskCBD. Zach tweets, where did Zagaria get that sweet quarter zip? This one from today? Is that yes. today's? Oh, this oh, is from the teaching, official, official teaching, teaching pro, pro of the show. By the way, I told him that my, like, I'm playing pretty, I've only played twice this year. I'm playing pretty good golf, but it's something that's gone back the last year, and I was like, I'm turning into Chuck Knobloch on chips. Now, fortunately, I hit a lot of greens, so I chip very rarely. Yeah. Really good. Like, I'm at the point right now where I would, if I'm like, 10 yards off the green, I'll, I'll putt it because 
It's just not happening. Why is but... there shame in that? Why do people shame people who putt that? Because if you're chipping well, you you probably have a better chance of making it chipping it. And right, but right now I'm just I don't not. Know. If you could like... read greens, yeah, and you know putt the, the thing up there, man. putt it up there. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I've even putt from the rough. <laughs> hey, but he gave me sent me some videos, so I'm ready to go. I watched them, and I was like, yeah. And and the thing is, it's so funny. It's such a little thing, but I I just my weight distributed wrong, and then I started chipping some balls in the uh, in the living room after his videos um, last night for a second. Everyone crisp, crisp. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why he's the official teaching pro. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Why I listen? Yeah. He's like E.F. Hutton. He is. Yesterday on his kids. Instagram, E.F. Hutton even around anymore? I don't know. When, when, when feels like when for he the talks, kids, people for listen. The kids when they talk, people. That's listen. all I knew about him. No, what he said. Uh, Adam Adam Gleason with this, <laughs> saying, "Quote: uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mel Kiper eats pumpkin pie every morning for breakfast. What an incredible specific choice." If true, where, where, if true. I mean, where are you finding it? So that means out of season. Now you can always. Isn't there a nice nutmeg in there? So he's a big nutmeg guy. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like pies made out of vegetables. If so, you had to go pumpkin versus sweet potato, though, where are you going? Sweet potato, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. I would take pecan over both. Oh, great pecan. Duh. Yep. Rob, oh. Rob McBurnett's parents every year for Christmas because my. My wife's family and my family have kind of adopted Rob since he moved here uh, eight years ago. All right. Uh, so he's like, he's at all the holidays. He's at all the weddings. I'm pretty sure they like him better than they like me, which is totally fine mm-hmm. and acceptable. His parents send us from a place in Houston, Texas, the the best pumpkin pies. Like they come in crates. They are properly cared for and set up. I would just no say issues. they probably do another pie good, too. Like, I'm guessing they're not only peddling pumpkin. No, no, no. Pecan. Oh, pecan. You said no, pumpkin. No, they, they, no, they send the pecans. That's different. They send us pecans. Yeah, that's different. And that's the, different there, there is a fight every year on Christmas. Were you a pecan, I think. I feel like in Georgia I heard a lot of pecan. Well, it's Georgia. Yeah. I was trying to think, what do, you, do you recall from Tallahassee if it was a... Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Or a pecan pie. I think it was a pecan pie. I bet. In town, I bet. It had to be. It's just, yeah, it would have been the same. Similar. Yeah. No doubt. We didn't have it in the, on the Ponderosa. You didn't get a pecan pie. That wasn't happening. That's the only place that we would get uh, a pecan pie or even a sweet potato pie was at Old South Barbecue, which was this hole in the wall that my dad loved. And it took my dad. It was run by Gloria and her son. Gloria was... Uh, like a 75-year-old firecracker. They're both from Georgia, and they made the best barbecue. It's one of the best barbecue places I've ever eaten at in my life. But she determined who was allowed to have the hot sauce. Yeah. And, like, if she just said, like, kind of soup Nazi. Like, if you... You're not ready. No, and she kept telling my dad that he wasn't ready. He's oh, like, God. I like spice. And He's not... Wow. Like, I like spice. And then she'd, he'd be like, well, she's like, well, you're not getting it this time. So he'd eat the meat, and she'd walk over, and she'd be like... You're sweating. You're not ready. Not ready. Yeah. Based on sweat. Well, meanwhile, it was in the summer in California, and they didn't have air conditioning in this place. He's sweating just because he was alive. Yeah. But she would use that against him. Finally, it, it did take like over a year, and she got a kick out of denying Kinda him Kind of like the your hot, obsession with sweatshirts. What? Your obsession with sweatshirts. You're not ready yet. No, you're ready. Yeah, you're more than ready. Maybe you're, I mean, you're not, clearly. You haven't gotten it. <sighs> you mean the sweatshirt. I was like, in general, I do like a sweatshirt. We I don't even know how to define that anymore. 
No, I know, but I mean, we don't we don't even know how to define the. No, the is now Duck Lorange. Yeah, I don't know about that. I know. Said. Uh, rally like, uh, in the north. Paint it black, baby. Tweet. That's what I say. <laughs> Tweets at the show. I see an orange oh, sweatshirt and I want boy. to paint it black. What a song that is. What was the coolest That's part about having ever. the draft on your home turf last year, aside from the JOK surprise and Miles suit? We really didn't get to experience it. We were here. <laughs> we were last year, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't we down in the media room? Yeah. 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 Socially distant. Distance. A, yeah. All like different tables. Room. That's right. Like everybody was like, oh, you're going down. You're going to like the drafts here. I'm like, I won't even be anywhere near that. I wish. Wasn't the weather crummy? It snowed the week before. That was and indoors. then wasn't day of? I thought it the was day raining. Of was crummy. Yes. It was not great. Saturday was by far the best day. I don't know if there was a, a moment that stands out from last year. Other than the city looked great and handled it awesome as they always do. Well, first of all, you had you had the half doing a here we go brownies. You had Miles bursting bursting out, out of his, his suit. suit. Yeah, that was painted on. My buddy Zashin's kid is up there announcing picks. I thought the biggest uh, the biggest thing that everybody realized at that draft was how big of a deal Bernie is to this city. Like it felt like people couldn't wrap the. Speaking of, come on, oh, oh. More. Oh. Oh. feel like we're close, though. That felt close. I don't that know felt what close. more you can do, honestly. That like felt the, close. I no. don't feel. I mean, we've groveled. We've I created, don't think there's anything. We've created, we've created the melon awards. We've done Pursuit of Perfection we Award. Yeah. We've donated literally right. the beanies right off of our head. You have. Yeah. Well, yeah. we. Uh, the royal we. Yeah, the royal we. By the way, what they are creating downstairs, I had to steal back one of our chairs. Who's been I heard there. that. Way to go, Gibbe. Um, what do you mean, what they're creating? What are you talking about? Downstairs in their expansion and renovation in the player area. Yeah. I will take you down there and have Brad show you, but literally players walk in and it, it is like a sporting goods store to pick out exactly what you want. Well, there I'd is like a 10-foot wall with nothing but gloves and every kind of glove. Certain things react to certain temperatures, which ones you want. Uh, there's a thing with shoes. What's going on? It's a good ad. No, you're good. Just a good ad. Good ad. I would say the um, it, it is if one you thing were to, after if another. that was at a charitable auction, what number would that go for? Like you could walk through there you and walk out the, with, with one, of, one of whatever you want. Yeah, you got the full player experience. You got treated like a player. It's a great idea. It should be on auction. They, I'm an so, idea man. I thrive on enthusiasm. What do you want it. from me? You kill it. Killing yeah. it. They literally have, apartment head. They have a row of shoes for anybody under 200 pounds. And then the next set of shoes for like two to two twenty-five, and so Ooh, forth. Ooh, that's my row, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go to the two hundred to two twenty-five section, up about fifteen pounds. It's yeah, shoes, ready to not weights. Him. Yeah. Well, you need to support the frame. <laughs> more brawn, more support. Yeah. I don't even. Okay. Give me what? What aisle are you going to? Super size with Batonio. Wyatt Teller. Yeah, By the way, what a treasure Wyatt Teller is. Yeah, he's a real Did you treasure. see that video? Yeah, what are you hard to see? No. Yeah. Give in a bar? Give a, yeah. Guys in the Teller. Uh, yeah. What a human. Uh, give a, I got a question for you from the mailbag from Nana. The stream's working. I miss your little football players that were on your desk with you and your on-air sign. 
Good point, Nana. Where are they? Fingers crossed they reappear. Well, we took them off yesterday for our big announcement, and Why? I haven't put them back up. Why can they not be here for the big announcements? Why can't big announcements also it's have Mac, pure it's joy? Cozar, we, Webster. We, we were just trying to clean it up, make it a little clean, make the studio. He hates the on-air light. Any excuse he can get. Any excuse he can I mean, get. He showed his true colors earlier today. We won't even tell the people. that. Like, There's too much happiness going on too right much now to yeah. that sadness. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know exactly what we're talking <laughs> I about. I don't think so. That's right. Uh, Adam Segui <laughs> moved on real quick Yep, for not knowing. Uh, although it's highly unlikely, and Adam, I'm going to say it's not happening. What could the Browns give up to move back into the first round? Nothing. There's I don't not, even know nothing. what it would take. Usually it takes a future one. You don't have any. It would take so some combination of a player that you really don't want to trade. Yeah. So <laughs> and no. other stuff. Not in the cards. Nope. Uh, Josh Smith tweets at the show, which prospect mm. are you most interested in? Olave. Well, he's mm. not coming here. So you want me to guess who's going to be here at 44 before the no, first round is, is even taking place? So, you, you no, that's the guy I'm most interested where he lands. Like, none of this pertains to us tonight. We were going to pay attention to runs, receiver, and DN. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you guys have probably five hours of radio tonight that you got to do. That was really hurtful. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the reality is See how it goes. there's not much that's going to happen tonight that's going to have anything to do with what we do tomorrow. So you pay attention at the end. Is there a run at receivers at the end of the first round? Though that's sure, it. sure. That's where you're at. My the prospect I like, I, I'm interested in is David Ajabo. I've really gotten myself on my my top two, my dream scenario of David Ajabo and Alec Pierce. That's where I'm at. I feel like it's feasible. I like it. All right. Uh, Big Bad John sixty three. By the way, how about this? Why don't we just re-sign Clowney during the first round? I'm fine with that. that I'd like the timing of that. Would that be fun? That would be great. Yeah. Like we could do a thing. Like we could walk to the podium. We do like a fake the <laughs> distance in from the Browns with the non-existent pick in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. The Browns have re-signed defensive end Jadavian Clowney, South Carolina. I'm in. I love it. Thank you. No questions tonight. I'm an idea man. That was my big uh, walk-off with Dorse when we had him on. I said when the, on the Beckham draft. You remember that we had him in studio, and uh, and I said, you know, w- why don't you just do that with the 16th pick in the draft? We select Odell Beckham Jr. And I think he liked that more than some of my other jokes I would try to throw at him. <laughs> that one was big up there. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, what bourbon will Bo be reaching for tonight? Mm. It is a fun little night to watch. I think tomorrow feels more like the bourbon night. Um, Tonight feels like tequila. A little brisk, probably, still for that. Year-round, baby. You know what I'm enjoying right now is a um, there's a tremendous Columbus distillery, Whiskey War. It's a high bank distillery. And their Whiskey, Whiskey War is a is a really good one. Their barrel proof's really good. And um, I, I haven't seen it up here, but I but it's around. But you maybe and uh Maybe it will be good. up here it needs to be up here it's very good they want a bunch of they're uh, one of a bunch of double gold medals at the san francisco yeah. spirit competition and just wh- last week and whereas people love to collect first of all if you can get your hands on blends you love it because it's just damn good bourbon sure but you love to collect the tops and you want to spell out blends the horse rank i'm told yeah some cross some dueling pistolas oh it's a strong it's looking strong looking strong. i mean geez they got the packaging right kid. are you kidding me yep they must have had somebody very insightful helping them out. I believe our good friend Yellowstone was on the bourbon trail last weekend. Oh, was he? Yes. Where did he go? Uh, did he say where he went? 
Where uh, didn't he go? Uh, is the bad I, question. I believe he got a VIP tour of oh, two God. of the big, two of the big places. Yeah, because a VIP, yeah, like a VIP. Let's not like forget he had line. been down there earlier for a little special something with the Hoff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I noticed I wasn't invited. Same, me neither. Well, yeah. it's the story of the show. Yeah, I noticed I was not invited to any of that. That's fine. Yeah. Gibbe said he would make it up to you by inviting you to appear on an episode of the BPA. Great. Nine months from now, somebody can talk to me about, about why I wasn't invited. That'll be fun. We'll do that. Bo. Why am I getting dragged Bo. into You're this? You're not. Bo. Yeah. Let's just be honest for one second. Sure. There's a currency. There's a currency. To being on the BPA. There is a currency to it. Yeah, you're right. And I think you have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge that. That there's a currency. And understand that that. That's part of it. Will directly cut into your remuneration. <laughs> I, I, you guys are on a little roll. I'm just letting you go. Thanks it's all happening. Gibby, have you, uh, have you, since you are really, in my mind, unjustly assaulted on social media following what I thought was a great BPA? And let me tell you something. I really had a great time. Thanks. I really did. Have you have have like I saw a lot of people come to your defense. You know, have we have we solved the situation here, or is I, it just I, a haters going to hate situation? I saw it and I didn't give another thought to it. Does this strike you as a man? We got to move forward. Has anger look. issues and does a lot of angry bones in his body and doesn't enjoy his his job. Does no, face of pure joy. Yep, that's right. I mean, I like to, you know. I'll, I'm happy to dish out some poop sandwiches here and there, but I mean, there's you know, no doubt, it is. It's all good. Like I, I still like what I do. One of my favorite tweets that I got was that people were the one. They were very happy for me to go up to the booth, but he was sad and that he's not going to get to hear you give me a hard time about having to be out in the elements. And I said, <laughs> Gibby, I'll just find something new to give me. It'll a hard be time. new. Like, yeah. Don't you yes. worry about it. Like, yeah. like the first time <laughs> you step on Donovan's call, I'm gonna be like, hey. What are you doing? And you'll get excited. No, no, you'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Nerd. Maybe I'll do that. Real text. I'll do yesterday. that in the booth. Real text. Yesterday. Nerd. Is Donovan working on the chicken and hand signal with was you yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real text. That was a real, real thing. No, but it's easy. Is he liking winning time? Loving it. Yeah. And he's like so mad because he was loving how the Jerry West. I'm like, Dad, that's not what Jerry West was like. And I know some people who actually know Jerry West, and then you read all the other stuff, and he's like, oh, no, it's exactly what it, it's exactly what it's like. Everybody knows it. And then all these things come out, and everybody's saying, no, it was like, yesterday we were talking, he was like, Nerd. Yeah, everybody's saying that portrayal of West is unfair. I'm like, you were telling me earlier, like, that it was exactly right. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then he so goes, good. then he said, which is something, I actually saw somebody tweet this out too, but he said, he goes, but, I mean, isn't trying to take this all the way to the Supreme Court something that Jerry West in the show would do? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, West's own body autobiography admits to much of what they portray. Super sensationalized. No, for but. sure. But, like, the breaking of the golf clubs, all of that, he admits to doing all of that. Admits to being a miserable human who could, no one could be around. Admits to not even be able to talk to his wife about any of it like a lot of that stuff he admits in his own autobiography they're sensationalizing for sure yeah my guess is it was the scene after he won the championship that caused him to break in the second episode feels i'm likely. guessing that's the feels one that like went, that wasn't everything scene. else was probably you know slightly exaggerated that was probably the one that broke him. very uh 
sweaty. Yeah, quite. I actually went to so he has a steakhouse. I don't know if he still does, but it was at the Greenbrier. I think it's still there. I think and it was very good. And, I imagine it and, would be. And his house wine was also very good, which doesn't surprise me. Seems like a man who would who would like his vino. And uh, if you got the his wine, probably paid a little premium, but you got the bottle signed by Jerry West. So I have a signed wine bottle, Jerry West wine signed by the uh, by the logo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I still have it. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right, gentlemen. That's a mail. How many did we get to? Uh, I believe one and a half. I believe one more oh, question got, and one from Nana. We got like five or six. One from Nana. It was a, it was a slow day. Everybody's getting ready for tonight. Are they? Sure. Car, truck, or motorcycle accident cause your injury. Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. By the way, uh, on social, uh, let me make sure who – I want to give proper credit for this. I'm glad you don't follow me on social. I, I, apparently, I'd be affecting your timeline. Yeah, that- aware of if you have a, a, a big following and you start to like everybody who adds you then your stuff shows up in everybody else's timeline so it's lucky that i haven't been following you yeah because uh, it would have been a very in, frust- in a very people. very frustrating morning yeah. uh steve with this he says fun fact part of draft day was filmed at the elk and elk offices in mayfield heights according to steve he says it's on elk the internet, and elk. So it must be true proud partners of your cleveland browns that's why i just did that's it all right. came right there full people circle. helping people by the way you did a lot of that in the segment there's a lot, a lot of people helping people. A lot of people helping good. people. I liked it. Yep, that's right. Uh, we're going to help you. This will be fun. I'm already Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Nathan Zagura, very happy to be joined now by the newest member of the Browns, wide receiver Amari Cooper. And I know it's not that new. You've been here for a little while, but it's the first time I've gotten to talk to you. So let me say welcome to the Browns. Thrilled to have you on the team. How have you liked it so far, getting back in the building, getting around the guys? Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me. Uh, Appreciate your time. Uh, But, no, it's been cool. Uh, It's been a lot of fun Uh, just being able to meet new guys. Um, Like I said before, it's like – it's like your first day on college campus, meeting all the, all the other freshmen and all the players on the team, uh, and then it's like you know being drafted all over again, going to a new team. So it's it's that type of experience, which is always a a good experience, you know. You mentioned being drafted, and and for tonight, you know, thirty two guys are going to have dreams come true. When you remember your draft experience, going in the first round and all that, what was that like for you coming out of Alabama? Uh, well, first of all, it was like a dream come true. You know, um, something I had dreamed of my whole life. Uh, it was right there in front of me, you know, dreaming to be a top 10 pick, and, and there it was, you know. So it, it, it was it was, it was was cool. When you get that phone call and you know, like, oh, my God, okay, now it's happening, what went through your mind at that time? Okay, so uh, the, the, there is a disclaimer, and the disclaimer is, you know how they say um, re- uh, reality never really – lives up to the to, sure, to how the they, idea to right. how the dream was it, you know um i guess from the from the outside looking in it almost seems like there's always this element of surprise like when you're getting drafted but it's not quite that way like you with all the media coverage and everything you kind of can pinpoint where you're going to an extent depending on the draft class sure and then also like i was i always thought that okay um on draft day 
when you see it on the TV, somebody's name getting called, that's when they find out that that's where they're going. But it's not quite like that. Before the name is called, yeah, you get the phone, you get the phone you, call. Yeah, your phone call, right. And then you're waiting. They tell you they're drafting you. Now you're waiting for like, you know, however many minutes. So it's not really that element of surprise, but obviously it's still a, a, a very good feeling. But, I, you know, I think it would be a better feeling if guys were just – Utterly surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you had to hear your name called out yeah. by Goodell. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. going to this team. Like, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's cool. Yeah. So you have been in with the, with the Raiders, with the Cowboys, now with the Cleveland Browns, and I would say some people would say, "Oh, you've been traded twice." I look at it as you have three teams who have said we need to have you on our roster, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Drafted by the Raiders, Cowboys said we're going to pony up quite a bit, bring you to Dallas. The Browns saying we're going to pony up, we're going to get you here to Cleveland. That's kind of unique, right? You've never been a free agent. Three teams, though, and every time somebody <laughs> says, we want you, and you're going to come in and be a big part of what we're going to do here. Yeah, yeah, never been a free agent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool. Like, I liken it to, like, when I was young, um, the only opportunity I had to travel was when I played AAU basketball. We were fortunate enough to win a championship in football. We would start playing out of town to to win the Nationals. And then track, like, you, uh, you keep qualifying, you start – participating in regional events and then eventually nationals uh and so it's the same thing like being in the nfl like i'm getting an opportunity to see the world you know uh through through sports so i mean that's a that's a that's a great feeling but as far as the football aspect you know i i didn't ever grow up and say hey i want to play for this team i want to play for that team i grew up and said um i want to be in the nfl you know what i mean so that was my dream uh and it's it's such a great feeling to be a part of well, three now, very storied franchises, you know. I don't so, know if anybody's had, like, th- been able to be a part of three more iconic uniforms either. Yeah, yeah. Especially now we got ours back to the traditional one. But, I mean, you think about the silver and black, and then you think about the Cowboys and now the Browns. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Like I said, I mean, it's a blessing. I don't really have anything to complain about. I mean, people always ask me all the time, like, hey, Coop, how you doing? How you been? I'd be like, yeah, I can't, <laughs> can't really complain about about much. So when you come here, and as you said, it's like you got to start over. Even though you're a pro bowler, you've got 1,000-yard seasons under your belt, you got a great resume. What's that kind of like coming into a new locker room where there's a lot of guys in here who probably look up to you? It's a young receiver room, so there are a lot of guys who probably watched you growing up, wanted to be like Amari Cooper, and then now here you are in the room with them. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the main things at this point in my career is just constantly improving. You know, you never arrive. You never want to be in the same place. And I think I have a lot to build on. I think I still have a lot to prove. Uh, got a lot left in the tank, but more importantly, I I, I don't. I think I could put to, together more complete seasons. I well, I know I can. I know I have the ability to, and you know this is the perfect place to do it. And as far as guys on the team, you know, like the um, time spent in the NFL goes by really fast. I'm already yeah. in my yeah, I'm already in my eighth my eighth season. And is so, that crazy? It is crazy, and you don't quite. You, you don't quite understand it until you look up and, and you're like, wait, is this this is year eight? <laughs> like, it's a long time, man. So um, I, I do understand now, like, when I am sitting in one place that, you know, some of these guys, when I was drafted or my last year in college, these guys were, like, in middle school and stuff. So just like how I looked up to guys like, you know, Reggie Bush, Percy Harvin, and all yeah. those, Michael Crabtree, when I was in um, high school and they were in college or when I was in middle school and they were in college and, it's the same way with me. And, um, you know, some guys will outright say it. Some guys will be more reserved about it. But I understand that it's my responsibility to, you know, help those guys grow as a veteran. So, yeah. 
So the first time I got to see you play in the National Football League, you came to First Energy Stadium your rookie season. And I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if I have this exactly right, but in my mind, you caught like five balls for 70 yards just on the opening drive. You ended up having a very good game against Joe Hayden. And I remember oh, watching yeah. you, and I remember saying to myself, oh, my God, this guy can create separation. Your routes were so crisp, so precise. And it was one of those things where you're just like, all right, we're just going to go one-on-one right down the field. And you, obviously on that day, that was a great day for you. When people talk about you as being a great route runner, first of all, let's start with this. Do you have any memories of being here at First Energy Stadium in that game in particular? Of course. Uh, of course. Um, I think that was my third football game in the NFL. That's right. It was early in your rookie year, yeah. Early in my rookie year. And obviously, like, you always want to test yourself against the best. And, you know, at that time, Joe Hayton was easily top three cornerback. Yes. You know, without a doubt. One and of a the tremendous dude, paid. by the way. Uh, yeah, and, and he had all the tools, you know, quick, but he also was able to use his hands, great ball skills. S- saw him lock up a lot of the top receivers in the league, so it, it was really a test for me. And, um, you know, they had told me early on, like, hey, we throwing you the ball the first play. He's going to be on you. Go make a play. And so I just I caught that first ball, and it gave me all the confidence in the world that I can consistently beat him. But I – I would be remiss if I was to say it was easy, you know. He got his hands on me a, a lot, He's and a I just guy. yeah, I just so happened to like went at the top of the route, so wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination. But that's what it's about. That's the competition that that we live for as a as wideouts. So. And you're gonna get that competition in practice. You got on this roster Denzel Ward, who just signed a nice contract, making him the highest mm-hmm. paid corner in the league. And you guys have gone against each other in the league. You got Greg Newsom, last year's first round pick. You know, Greedy Williams, former second rounder. So a lot of talent in that corner room. Do you get do you get excited for that stuff? And listen, you were going against Diggs last year down there in Dallas. You get excited to kind of have some of those matchups in training camp. That iron sharpens iron. Yeah, it's exactly what you say. You took the words out of my mouth. Uh, iron sharpens iron. Um... And like I said, constantly improving. You can't improve if you're not going against, you know, you're not going against the best competition. If you're constantly going against somebody who you're 10 times better than in practice, it's not going to always be that way in the game. So I'm fortunate to be here to have such such a good secondary to go against, make the games a little bit easier for me. When you hear best route runner in the league, what does that mean to you? And what do you think it is that you do or the, the work that you put in that allows you to be that consistent, that good and to create the separation which is ultimately the key to playing your position and catching the football obviously but it doesn't matter if they're not going to throw it to you if you're not creating separation yeah I mean it's a, it's one of the best compliments you can have as a wide receiver no doubt you know in terms of getting open because I mean you create that separation you make the quarterback's job a hundred times easier you know um, you just have to be on the same page with them let them know like this is how I'm going to run certain routes because it's not all not always how it is on paper, you sure. know. So, um, no, it's a it's a great compliment, um, and I understand that a lot of guys, when it comes to that aspect of, of wide receiver, they look to me to um, when they when they're trying to get better at that particular thing. So, yeah. Initial impressions of Chad O'Shea, your wide receiver coach. We we love Chad here on this program. <coughs> He's been in the league for a very long time, been very successful at it, and I think probably demanding but very fair. And I know he's thrilled to have you here. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from him too, uh, demanding but very fair. Uh, it seems like he really understands what it's like to be a wide receiver in this league. Um, obviously, he's been in the league a long time. And one of the things I like about him just in initially is he understands, like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like we were talking yesterday just about a slant route, you know, a very uh, simple route uh, 
from the outside looking in, but he understands, hey, depending on what type of guy you are, depending on what type of skill sets you have, you can run it a whole bunch of different ways and still win. And that's what, you know, that's what I try to get people to understand all the time because, you know, some coaches will come in and outright want you to kind of be a robot, you know, um, which is, you know, it's not good. <laughs> you know, Stop it's not, it. It restricts you. Yeah, it restricts you. But I think one of the things that stuck out with me is he said, hey, you have to understand the quarterback's drop. So if he has just quick game, one step or three step, um, five step, seven step drop, you have to make your routes marry up to that. And I think I'm pretty good at that. And so um, as long as I get my depth on a route um, and everything like that, I can make it time up to, to the quarterback's drop. Like I won't be too early. I won't be too late. But I I will be creative so that I can get open. I love that. And part of that you mentioned is comes with building the chemistry. And you're here. Deshaun is here. What's it like getting to meet your new quarterback and, and start to build that chemistry so that it becomes kind of second nature and you guys are seeing th things through the same eyes? He's a great quarterback, man. He's done a lot in this league already. Um, but, yeah, talking through some things, running some routes, and I think he understands, like, he understands that, you know, different different guys are going to run routes different ways. Hey, as long as, long as the time's up, um, he's cool with it. As long as you can prove to him that you're going to get open, he, he's cool with it. He's very flexible in that way, which is a, a great thing to have between wide receiver and the quarterback. And how much does it help a receiver when you have a quarterback who is accurate? Because he puts it where it needs to be. So, A, that you can get the catch. But, I mean, the guy's career 68.7% completions. But that leads to yak. That leads to hitting you in stride so you can make plays and be the playmaker all the uh, it's, it's, it's very important. I mean, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship between the receiver and the quarterback. Like I said earlier, um, I get open. I make the quarterback's job 100 times easier. But the reality of the situation is I'm not going to be open every single time. Like the other guy, like you just said, we just – signed the highest paid corner in the league like those guys get they're paid good. too they're good um so sometimes i'm i'm not going to get as much separation and that's when that accuracy comes into play hey i didn't get enough separation on this play but if he can throw it on my outside shoulder my inside shoulder and that's where you have to that's where your other skills at wide receiver come into play hey the route didn't really work how i wanted it to but hey am i am i coming all the way back to the ball am i do i have strong hands um and so that's where that's where that accuracy comes into play yeah have you felt the love from the fans? I mean, this is a passionate fan base. I know the Black Hole, very passionate out there mm -hmm. in Oakland when you were there in Dallas. I know that they are fired up about football, but this is what this city is all about. And mm -hmm. it's probably the closest environment you're going to get to Tuscaloosa. Like, this is – it is collegial in that way. Have you gotten a feel for that so far? I have. Like like you like you alluded to, I've been blessed to have, you know, some great fan bases, you know, starting with um, – well, really starting with high school. But every team that I've played for has had a, a – tremendous fan base you know you talked about the black hole talked about dallas talked about uh cleveland all those three teams have fans all over the country you know really, all over the world really yeah and that's not the same that's every team doesn't have that some teams just have those localized fans you know so it's a great thing and yes to answer your question i have felt love yeah well we are thrilled to have you amar i can't wait to get that we're not going to rush away a summer here in cleveland but We'll take our time again there, but can't wait to see you get out there on the field and uh, yep. start making plays for the Browns. Yep, thank you. Really enjoyable. Really enjoyable listen there. Uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. I like him. Very insightful. And, and you know, I know that he's he's typically, you know, he's you can hear soft-spoken guy, does lets his, his play do his talking. But uh, I found him very engaging, very insightful. And I thought it was some of the stuff that he was saying about, you know, talking with Chad O'Shea, just about a slant route, all the different ways you can run a slant route based on your skills, based on the quarterback skills. And that the most important thing is 
you are at the right spot at the right time. Not look, sure. you're not going to get there the same way every single time. But can I time my my routes up and my ability to create separation up with the quarterback and uh, you know being around Deshaun and and the timing that they're working on the rapport that they're building already? I think is is awesome. And, and one thing I want to share with people because I think it, it it's important. Right now they're just here and they're able to you know we're going through conditioning and all that. But you're getting a sense of this team coming together and we're going to hear some interviews for those of you who are with us in the draft coverage and if you're not with the draft coverage we'll get it to you next week but this team is already starting to come together and and I think a lot of it has to do with the leadership that's being shown by Deshaun Watson uh, and just it's not a force it's just who he is he, he's just very much a natural leader which you heard about in Clemson you heard about obviously in been. Houston always has been and so uh, there's a real sense of excitement there's a real sense of togetherness and I think part of that was COVID made it very difficult for the team to be together and I mentioned that yesterday there's an opportunity for this team to really build that kind of special camaraderie on and off the field that is needed and to have just kind of that sense of calm that sense of maturity that sense of just togetherness that I think you know will help and we heard that last year you know at times that was not unfortunately able to be the case for the Browns and I think that's important I think sometimes those little things can be the difference between in, in wins and losses it can be the little things that allow you know somebody to pick somebody else up at the right moment or to understand what they're doing how they're going to do it uh, in a critical moment because as we know the NFL game comes down to a few plays here or there and making those are the key to winning I think you can make an argument that there there are probably others who have played in more pressure-packed, give-a-damn situations than Amari Cooper, but not many. So he went to high school, what he's alluding to when he talked about the end of the interview in terms of the fan base. crazy fan base. So he played high school at Miami Northwestern, the Bulls. So pretty sure Bridgewater was the quarterback at the time he was there, and they hang banners at Miami Northwestern at the highest in, in Florida high school football. So Miami Northwestern, Alabama, Raiders, Cowboys, Browns. Yeah. You want to talk about give a damn level of fan bases? It'd be hard to do. There are others who would be equal. It's hard to surpass that. Yeah. 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 He's been playing under a spotlight for a long, long, long time in front of fans that not only know the sport, but love the sport. Yeah, for, a long for the entirety of his career, and, yeah. and people with a tremendous amount of passion, and he's going to get an opportunity to play in front of fans with unbelievable pa- passion now. And and I was again, you come to these guys, and this is our first opportunity to talk with them, right? And the first opportunity to sit in a room with them, and that, that's something we really didn't even get to do for a couple of years. No, which uh-uh. is wild, and it's so nice to have that back. Something you really didn't take for granted, but you just certainly didn't expect that we were going to be situations where you weren't allowed to be in a room with another guy. Sure. Uh, but I really like kind of the demeanor, the professionalism, the calm, the calm, and the quiet confidence of Amari, of Deshaun, and guys that are going to play big, big roles on this football team. Yeah. So if you're thinking about upgrading your enterprise operating system, but you can't afford the downtime and disruption that goes with a major overhaul, I have an answer for you. It's my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team does not take a rip-and-replace approach to improving your operating systems. Rather, they help you build on to what you already have so you make the best use of your investments, both old and new. So fearing your employees will stress out over new systems, fear not. EOX Vantage works to ensure that people can easily adapt to their new workflows at comfortable pace. You can start out by making easy, manageable changes and add on more when the time is right. Read how other business owners have overhauled their systems without overwhelming their people at EOXVantage.com. Our good friend... Benjamin Albright. Coming up next, Julissa Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider of your Cleveland Browns. They have all the X's and O's for your office. You give them a call at 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Additionally, Browns fans, Sugardale is sponsoring the grand opening events at two Meyer stores. Visit the Canton store on Friday, May 6th, the Brunswick store on Friday, May 13th for samples and giveaways, special appearances by Browns alumni and chomps for store locations and more. Visit sugardale.com slash events. Um, I got to get Chomps out to Bootsy. You remember that when we were at the so at the close. Coaches show? So, are you, you remember when we were at the coaches show and I FaceTimed after he'd been Heisman? Face, after, oh, yeah. Chomps Heisman him at the game. Yeah, Heisman, Heisman him at the game, and then we were at the at the appearance for the coaches show. And Chomps was there, and I FaceTimed with Bootsy, and it brought him to tears. I I saw Bootsy was brought to tears. So Chomps has brought him happy tears and sad tears because at the game from the side, I could see it across the stadium. Boot deflated, a deflated broken. Bootsy. Broken. It's a broken Sad. Bootsy. I hate to see it. Yeah. I look forward to bringing him in the booth with you. That'd be great. Have him sit in there and, and, and listen. That'll be fun. I think we should have him sit with, with Uncle Gibbe here. And On just, the big yeah. stool. Hey, what does this button do? Hey, what's what's that for? I'll take care of him with all the RC Cola that he can That's muster. It's all, right? RC Cola's freed up now. Yeah, it's all ready you. to roll. <laughs> That's right. Let's head out on the hotline for their great friend, NFL insider, radio host, KOA in Denver. Always Natalie Attire, the great Benjamin Albright joining us. Uh, ben, before we get into all the fun of the day, I, I, my hunch is you have some words for my co-host who uh, is getting the, getting the call to the booth, my friend. Yeah, I, I wanted to send out, I texted him yesterday, but I want to send out a big congratulations, man. Uh, I am, uh, I'm super stoked to know you're in there. You're one of the good ones, and uh, nobody deserves it more. So, Thanks, brother, and I appreciate you reaching out yesterday. And, man, it's, uh, it's wild. You get, Albright, people get fired up, too. Whenever Albright and I are texting or tweeting each other on a social media, yeah. we get fired up. They want, they want Ben, they want you in Cleveland, brother. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if this, uh, if this Denver well ever dries up, uh, I'm packing up my game and I'm headed out east. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll take a nice fall back. That's we'll, right. We'll take you, pal. Hey, um, you know, this, this draft doesn't quite have the juice of previous ones. A lot of reasons for that. You know, you know, so many teams control so many of the picks. So many teams don't have picks. The quarterbacks doesn't feel like there's a franchise one maybe in the mix here, but you kind of wonder if there could be a curveball at any point today. Do you see anything like that coming from a trade perspective? Somebody on the move maybe that uh, would shake this thing up between now and the start of it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, I, I I get so deep in the weeds on this stuff that I forget what's surprising to me and what would be surprising to anyone else. And so I, I think that you know, I think the thing that. Uh, to, rec- to remember is that looking through that through different lenses as far as surprises go is, is probably the way to, uh, to remember that. That said, um, I know Carolina wants to move out of six. I know they want to move back. Um, they don't have middle-round picks. They want to fatten up the middle-round picks. Wouldn't be surprised to see maybe an in-division trade that brings New Orleans up uh, and, and moves Carolina back a little bit. That would be interesting. Do you expect Carolina, this is of particular interest, I think, to Browns fans, or at least it feels like it's of interest. Do you think Carolina is selecting a quarterback in this draft, or do you think that by the conclusion of it, perhaps they will have worked out a deal for Baker Mayfield, or do you think anybody will work out a deal for Baker by the end of the draft? I, I don't think Baker gets moved tonight. I wouldn't be surprised to see him gone by the end of the weekend uh, by 4 okay. p.m. That's a that's a Cleveland Browns joke there, right? Um, I think uh, um, I think that if you're looking at 
if you're looking at um, the way this thing shakes out, it's, it's interesting because the coaching staff is really in on Kenny Pickett and the front office really likes a couple of offensive linemen. And okay. I think the front office recognizes that their job's a little more secure. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Pickett's the pick. Wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Charles Cross or, uh, or Icky if he's there either. So if the Saints go up, what would they be going up to get? I think they're after offensive line. Um, okay. I, I think the Saints wanted to make sure they come away with a receiver and offensive line. Uh, and I think that uh, there's a recognition, I think, by the Panthers that they can fatten up their, their draft capital by moving back, still get the quarterback if they want to do that, uh, and, uh, and, and, and go from there. I think Evan Neal's a guy that could, uh, could end up being there. Um, Charles Cross is a guy that could end up being there. Uh, and then we, we talked about Icky a little bit, too. So there's, there's several different guys that could be there in that, in that range. Uh, it's just a question of, you know, who's what. What do you think the Steelers are doing at 20? Uh, I think it's going to be Malik Willis. I think they've been on that the whole time. Um, they, they, the Steelers have never been a team that has disguised their draft intent. Um, I, you know, you're talking about uh, uh, a team that, that everyone knew Najee Harris was the pick last year. Um, they sent uh, Tomlin and the front office to go look at Malik Willis on a day when there were multiple other pro days going on. Liberty, uh, the only prospect worth watching there was Malik Willis. So I, I, I think it's Malik Willis for them. Ben, I'm thinking about the two uh, the two Super Bowl contenders in the back end of the first round with multiple picks in the 20s. Talking about Green Bay, Kansas City. Um, do you think that those two teams will be content to sit, or do you think one of them will make a move? Is there a receiver they have an eye on? I heard Chris Olave today saying that he's talked to to Green Bay a lot. Um, is is there any anything to any of that? Well, they do like him, and they, he has talked to them a lot. Um, I think there's two receivers there for Green Bay, and I don't think Olave is going to make it to him. I think uh, I think Olave is. Uh, probably going to be picked up by the New Orleans Saints prior to that, but we'll see. Um, I think Traylon Burks is probably the Green Bay receiver when all said and done. Um, oh. As far as Kansas City goes, you know, we've seen Veach like to move around. I, I think Kansas City would like to move around. Um, I just don't know, you know, realistically how that is. got to have two to tango. So uh, I, think, I think Kansas City is a team that's going to wind up with multiple defenders. Uh, if they don't go receiver, I think they're going to wind up with multiple defenders out of their two picks because that defense has been gutted this offseason. And Pat Mahomes can make mediocre receivers look good. I, I don't think you need to invest as much as receiver uh, as you would if you didn't have the quarterback. And that's the thing, right? That, and we've heard that even as it relates to to our team. You know, you've got this. You've got a quarterback now in Sean Watson, where he can elevate the talent around. You still want to add to that. My big question for you is that the second round, just looking at through a Browns lens, we're talking a lot about receivers. Is there going to be anybody left at pick forty four that that teams are going to still view in the second round? It feels like there's this group of receivers that people like in in the first or early second, and then there's the next group that people like in the third round. Um, yeah, I, I think there is. I, I think that the receivers after the first six, you know, that everybody talks about the big six or seven, I, I still think there's value out of the next four or five receivers. Uh, okay. It really depends on, you know, Christian Watson. If somebody pulls the trigger in the first right. round, I think he could be the best receiver in this draft. Uh, and then you look at some of the other guys that are there. You get the kid out of Memphis uh, who tested really well. Um, you get the, uh, you know, the speedster, Alec, uh, and his last name's escaping me there. Pierce? He's, he's, uh, Not yeah, Pierce. Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce. Yeah, there, who's, uh, I kept wanting to say Erickson, and I knew that was wrong. It's a Bengals receiver. Um, <laughs> yeah, the speedster, Alec Pierce, who I, I think is, is phenomenal. And uh, there, there are, there's plenty of talent, in, I think, in that tier two of receivers that people are just overlooking right now. 
What do you think happens with David Ajabo? Because I think he is an interesting guy, and I'll piggyback on that in your mind if you're hearing anything about Clowney for the Browns uh, and the mutual interest that remains there. But he's a guy, that, to me, that you know, if you're the Browns, maybe you end up getting a first-round talent. Yeah, you redshirt him a year, but this is a guy who would have gone, obviously, probably in the top 15 uh, if he had not had that injury at his pro day. Yeah, I, I don't think that is going to go in the first round. Let's start there. I, I don't think okay. he's going to go in the first round. I think you just have to get guys that are year one producers in the first round. I think that's going to make teams skeptical. You might see somebody trade up at the end, but I don't think he's going to go in the first round. That said, um, he could be there at 44. And, and if, you, you know, if you're looking at that and you say, okay, uh, we don't need him to make an impact immediately right away in, in the very first second, then, uh, then you can wait on that. Uh, as far as clowning, the mutual interest thing goes, mutual interest is funny because, uh, I mean, everybody can have mutual interest. But until everybody meets everybody's price point or until the market is too deflated, um, it, it's tough to get traction. You know, we just saw that here in Denver. My neighbor, uh, Melvin Gordon, didn't think he was going to get signed back by the Broncos. Uh, then everything, you know, the market's not there. He turns back around and, and finds out that they have the, uh, you know, the, the best offer and, and winds up coming back. So Free Javante. Uh, Come on, Ben. What is that happening? Free Javante Williams. Come on. <laughs> well, Melvin's my neighbor, so I can't say that, but free Javante right, Williams. Then. So, um, <laughs> yeah, as I, as, I, as I stand here in the parking deck, like looking to make sure he's not about to, to broadside and come um, around the corner. No, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm here for free Javante, too. So. All right, good. All right, let's go back to where we started, Ben, and that is, you know, with Carolina and Six and Baker and all of that. Um, it's our sense and, and kind of feel like it's pretty likely that Baker will be on this roster still by the time the weekend ends. Um, what, what's your best guess on how this plays out with Baker and the market for him and how uh, an eventual trade or an end of his time here in Cleveland happens? Well, um, like I said, I, I know, or I said, no, um, I don't think he's going to get moved tonight. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was by the end of the weekend. Wouldn't be surprised if it dragged on another couple of weeks. Um, I, you know, as far as the teams involved, everybody keeps talking about Carolina, although Baker's relationship with Ben McAdoo is, uh, is about as icy as it can get. Uh, and he's the offensive coordinator in Carolina. Um, and I, I just don't know. I just don't know if they can patch that up. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Um, I, I don't know that for sure. I know Baker, you know, in his mind would love for Cleveland to just say, I can't get anything for this. Let me just dump him and, uh, and, and I'll go sign in Pittsburgh. I know he'd love that, but um, I, I, you know, I don't know that that's a realistic thing. Uh, some of the other teams would be involved. You know, Seattle, I think they're a little cooler on Baker than people are making it out to be. They may, they might wind up going that direction, but I, I think they're cooler. Um, I think the Houston Texans have more interest than, than people are than they're letting on, although they really like Davis Mills. Um, so why wouldn't they just few, thrown that into the Watson deal? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I don't think they want to do. I think they want to independent of that because they do like Mills. Gotcha. Uh, and I think that uh, I, I just I don't know. I, I to me, I mean, there are several reasons that uh, that you want to combine things and just make it easier and streamline it. But sure. I don't think there. I don't think that was. Uh, I don't think that was a part of it. I think they wanted to pick. Clearly, I think that was more vital to them. Yeah. So complicated. I mean, it's, it is it, a that, very strange scenario. Yeah, it is. That one certainly is complicated. Anything else? I mean, we keep like the Debo stuff. Is there any anything to this? I don't think Debo's going to get moved. Maybe you know, maybe they do. The, the big 
the big sticking point on that is twofold. One, Debo doesn't want to be a running back for the rest of his career. Doesn't want to take the hits. Wants to wants to you know wants his career to last longer. And then two, Debo wants more guaranteed money than the Niners are, are willing to give. The, the parameters and the APY on that deal are, are all agreed upon. It's it's the, the problem there is the guaranteed money. So if they come up on the guaranteed money, I think that I think they can get that done. I don't. I mean, my gut says he doesn't get traded, but you know I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. <laughs> All right, Ben. Let me throw my crazy scenario at you that I've been I've been talking about. It just from co- connecting some dots, I find it odd that nothing has been done in Baltimore. Now I know Kyler said that you know maybe he wants out. Now Kyler's no, I want to win Super Bowls in Arizona. So maybe that's off the table. But the Eagles are loaded, loaded with draft capital this year and next year. Howie Roseman is as aggressive as it gets. Do you think that he'd make some kind of a run and tries to either get Lamar from Baltimore or try to get Kyler out of Arizona? I don't think – I think the answer would be no on Kyler. Uh, okay. But I think they would be very open to Lamar Jackson if that were to be something that uh, – if they could make that happen. Um, obviously, you got Jeff <laughs> – excuse me, Jeff Stoutland there um, in, in Philadelphia, and he's got, he's got connections back to Lamar. I think they'd be – I think they'd very, be very open to that. But knowing some coaches on that staff, I don't think Kyler would happen. Ben, what, why do you think nothing has – why has nothing happened with Lamar in, in Baltimore? What's the hang-up there? Part of it is Lamar's his own agent. That, that's part of it. Um, that was a problem in the draft process. You know, there were teams that had trouble getting a hold of him because he and his mom were his representation. You know, they, they didn't even have a number, a good working number for him. So uh, there, there's part, I think part of it has to do with the fact that he's his own agent. Part of it's Lamar betting on himself. The longer you wait, the higher the floor gets on the contract. I mean, it's just, that's, just, that's just the nature of the beast of the yeah. NFL. So the longer you wait, everybody was laughing at the idea that Kyler would like $40 million plus a year. They were laughing at that three months ago. Now that's the floor. You've got eight quarterbacks making that kind of money. So I think the yeah. longer you wait as a quarterback, the, just the more you're setting yourself up for a better payday. That's interesting. I wonder, it just – such a strange draft. A quarter of the teams have half of the picks in the first round, and I think it's going to be fascinating to see if anybody does anything big with that. And I think we're kind of hoping for that because, as you said, you know, there isn't that transformative quarterback, at least. Now, somebody may play into that role. I mean, heck, Russell Wilson went in the third sure. round. So yeah. you don't know from that standpoint, but it just doesn't have that kind of that star power to it. But I think it's going to be, be very, very intriguing. Do you yeah, think it's? Absolutely. I mean, what are you? What do you want to see, Ben? Like, what do you want to see tonight? What would make this oh, interesting I'm, I'm to you? I'm here for the chaos. I'm here for the you know throw it all <laughs> yeah, in the chaos right. with the first pick. Let the, let the Jags draft Malik Willis and have him compete with Trevor. Let's let's just have absolute chaos tonight. I'm <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm I'm uh, I'm unlawful chaotic or whatever that is. Uh, on the, yes, on the, on the mayhem there, so yeah, let's, let's just uh, complete mayhem. That's what I want to happen. I, I I want all these dudes that are getting drafted to go to good spots for them. Really, that, that that's what it is. I'm here about the players, and I want the players to go to good spots for them and all shine. And we know that's not going to happen, but you know, in my heart of hearts, that's what I really want. Ben, I saw the images of uh, of Russell in the uh, in the all navy uh, Broncos uniform, and I I I was dis- I'll admit disappointed that it was not in the orange crush with the light blue hat. Uh, and, and the white Bronco on the side. Is there any – They now we can have another shell. Is there? Is that coming? Are we going to get that next year? There's a big movement here by the fandom to get that to get that happening. Um, I think they might do that for like a different game since they've relaxed the uh, uniform rules or whatever. So yeah. um, I, I, we're all sort of excited to see it. Um, I've been a huge Russ fan since he was a freshman at NC State, so having him out here is super fun for me. What what is his? I mean, we know the presence that we feel with Deshaun Watson here. What has that been like in Denver with Wilson? 
Oh, he's absolutely invested in the community. The guy's at every sporting event. He's out there at all the charity events already, and you know, not, I mean, stuff hasn't even started. He was there. Um, he's been at every Nuggets game before they got eliminated. Uh, he was over at hockey games. I mean, he he's making the investment in the community, and it's uh, it's being noticed. Yeah, it's cool. This conference is loaded, man. It's too good, Ben. I mean, we didn't the need AFC's all this. In the a, AFC. It's outrageous. I guess everybody got scared of uh, Kyle Trask. I mean, Tom Brady in Tampa and uh, in flooded the <laughs> AFC, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's there, man. Hey, buddy, hey, enjoy your draft. Thanks for taking some time with us today. Absolutely. I'll uh, chat to you guys later. All right. Thanks, Ben. That's our great friend Benjamin Albright joining us uh, on the hotline. Ben, of course, at KOA in Denver, an NFL insider, one of the best in the business and really dialed in and hoping for the chaos that we're all hoping for. Hey, loves a little chaos. Right. I mean, otherwise, we're really waiting until Friday. So a little chaos, a little intrigue, that'd be fun. I'm for it. What would be, what would, how would, what would define that? How would you, how would you define what do you, what do you need for chaos? A trade outside of the draft? Trade outside of the draft, that's one. It. That's how it's defined. Or you need two, a Debo or a, like all of a sudden people going bonkers and freaking out and three quarterbacks go in the top 10. And everybody's like, wait, what just happened? I mean, the, if that, that would be a tremendous thing for us. It'd be great. <laughs> so let's bring it on. Let that happen. Yeah. yeah. All yeah, the quarterbacks. Let that happen. He's right, though, on Pittsburgh, too, in terms of they let their intent known. That's true on Najee last year and, it's true on Malik Willis. Potentially, it could be true on him if he gets to twenty. Is the question? The Carolina feels play like is he's going to. It does because there aren't that many. I mean, this again. This goes back to the question I asked him about Baker: is there just aren't that many landing spots? No, for quarterbacks. You know, there really aren't. And it's kind of wild to me. Like we know that last year didn't go well. We know there were some things beyond just you know play, as it were, that have led to this situation the injury, a lot of factors. Mm -hmm. But the notion that you can't find anybody who, like that Seattle, they're, they're, they're actually pretty cool on him. Carolina's like, that's the first thing I ever heard that he and Ben McAdoo don't get along. Which yeah, would I, where, would would have, where would they even have crossed paths? I, I don't know. Um, I know McAdoo was here for like an interview once, but never to, never coached here. So I don't know where that would be from. Maybe they've just exchanged some pleasantries along the way. I don't know. Or McAdoo made a comment about him that ran afoul and put him on the, the Arya Stark list. I don't know. But the fact that, like, say what you want. The guy yeah. is for sure, without question, one of the 32 best quarterbacks on the planet. Yeah. No question. None. Like, it should be that hard. No, but you remember my two scales. I know. Yeah. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And be sure to catch all the action of the 2022 NFL Draft starting tonight at 8 on the Browns Draft Show presented by Bud Light. Ken and Z and Gerard, pick-by-pick -pick coverage of round one of the University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. Bring on the chaos, brother. That's right. Browns countdown, 7 o'clock. Myself, John Doss from the stadium. Aditi Kinkobal will be here interviewing Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. Plus, I think well, DPJ will be on the show. Maybe some other guests as well. So, uh, that'll be a lot of fun just kind of setting the table, getting everybody ready here for what should be a very calm day at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. But today is actually the eve if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think 
you know, in terms of what to look for tonight for Browns fans, quarterbacks drafted, if they're drafted, where they're drafted. Yes. Potential Baker trade partners. Um, and then you're talking about receivers and the ends. It's, yep. you know, is there a run on those guys? Yeah. Or, and that's where tomorrow becomes interesting. If there's not, and somebody slips into the second round, now do you try to take that extra third and move in to go get a guy that you covet? Or do you go the other way and go back and pick up a third next year and kick it on down the road? I we'll think see. you might do that. I think you might do that. It's going to be interesting to see. Let's go. A lot of great players still out there in free agency as well. A lot of really talented guys that are still out there that can help fill out the positions of need. Uh, but a fun night in the NFL. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Enjoy it. And just real quickly, wanted to thank everybody who reached out yesterday. I'm going through all those Twitter. Everybody who tweeted me, I am going through and trying to thank all of you. And so I'm sorry that I've blown up some people's timelines with that. I didn't realize that that would affect anybody else other than I told you. I you're done by you, you have till tonight. But it's the end of day. This so is if it. Anybody else wants to thank you? Congratulate. Get them. I'll in. thank them. You yes. thank them. They congratulate. Yes. Get it in because it's over today. Then it's over. That's it. I can't. Have I spent about. I've done like eight hours. I'm loving it. I appreciate no, all I the love. Yeah. So thank but you. But I don't. But you don't follow me. This isn't affecting you. It's just affecting other people that you care about. You said it, boy. Next level is next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.